Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. My name is Deanna Laufer, along with my co-host Sam Stern. You'll hear our voice each week. And welcome to another episode of Forrester CX Cast. I am your host, Deanna Laufer, along with my co-host, Sam Stern. Hello. And today we are joined by senior analyst on the customer experience team, Maxie Schmidt. Welcome, Maxie. Thank you for having me. Um, our pleasure. Maxie just co-wrote a report with some members of our customer insights team here at Forrester. Um, the report is called... Q&A, the top 10 things to know about social media and voice of the customer programs. Um, so, uh, Maxie, maybe you could just answer those questions. <laughs> <laughs> just go through the Q&A. One through 10. Yeah. So, consumers around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so this report brings together um, your knowledge of Voice of the Customer programs and uh, our, our cohort's knowledge of social data and social media. Um, why, why should CX professionals care about social data? CX professionals are very often focused on asking customers to give them feedback, like in a survey, right? You do something, you get a survey. But in, in social media, customers actually on their own account at the time when they want to express their opinions and emotions. And it's very spontaneous it's in their own words. Mm. So as opposed to squeezing them into some type of structure that you um, impose on them. So it's very interesting to see what customers are saying. And I mean, you've seen customers expressing themselves on Twitter right in a moment. Remember that example where a customer was on a train in the UK and uh, they were running out of toilet paper? <laughs> I don't know if this is appropriate for the podcast, but um, they tweeted about it and um, they got toilet paper while they were still on the toilet. Wow. Which is awesome. So, I mean, we'll just put the explicit tag on this one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is the thing, right? So it's, it's in customers' own words, right spontaneously when they want to express it. And it's really easy for customers to do that. Um, we, we sometimes think of it as a canary in the coal mine um, because you can see early on what's, what's going on. For example, um, American Airlines, now it's not a toilet example, no worries. American Airlines um, had customers complain on Twitter about the music that they play uh, while they're on the plane. So while the customers are sitting on the plane and it was really, really crappy music. Customers hated it on Twitter and they would have never found out. No survey would have ever asked about it and it would have probably been too late. So that's the second thing, right? There's a canary in the coal mine. And then lastly, um, the big thing that CX Pros are struggling with is to understand what do customers think about competitors. Mm. And, you know, normal VOC only gets you so far, but on social media, you can actually figure out what they're saying about your competitors. So it's a really, really important uh, source of data for CX Pros. That's interesting. So that sounds compelling. I assume then that lots of different companies have uh, integrated uh, social data into their VOC programs, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not. Uh, we, we actually did ask this because we were curious uh, how many CX pros are doing this. And when we asked them whether they're collecting feedback from, from those types of sources, we found that 71% um, of CX pros did not say that they collect and report social feedback as part of the VOC program. So that means only 29% do this. That's uh, abysmal. Why not? I mean, why, why do you think if, I don't know if you asked, or, but, but why are so few companies then 
taking this on? Mm -hmm. We didn't ask it. I have a few hypotheses, though. So the first is that uh, social media data is very different than usual VOC. So it's it's kind of hard to interpret, right? Think about all the specific language that's in there and mm -hmm. smileys, emoticons, sometimes even pictures, right? That's a n new thing in social listening is now inter interpreting pictures. And CX pros just don't understand that well. They're, they're, they've not grown up in that world. The second thing is that while companies have social media listening teams, they're often siloed from the VOC teams. They're in a different, in a different part of the organization and, and they were set up with a different purpose. So they were set up to be a PR instrument listening for the next oncoming crisis um, for a company and then to react to that to influence brand perception as opposed to understanding feedback of a customer, right? So that's, that's just two of the things um, that, that make it really hard to, to put that together. It's also back to the first point I said, to, to, in, to interpret that data is just incredibly hard, even for people that do this on a, on a full-time basis. There was one example I found, um, a study that is, that is super cool, um, where they were looking at, um, at understanding uh, feedback on social media, and they found out that for Airbnb, for example, mm -hmm. on their platform, customers give better ratings for the accommodations than they give on TripAdvisor, for example. And dynamics like that make it really hard to understand social media feedback. Hmm. Do you, why, would they, why are there differences in the ratings they're giving? Because Airbnb, like Uber, is a, a reciprocal ah. rating system. So um, basically, there, were, there was one comment <laughs> I thought it was really, really cute. Um, it had, I think, five stars or something like that. And then the comment said... This was this was just wonderful, amazing, you know, small things like then in, in parenthesis, hair on pillows, but everything was super. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> if this had happened in, in a hotel, um, that would have been a one-star um, review, mm -hmm. obviously, right? But uh, at, uh, at those, you know, kind of sharing economy, Diana, to your, to your, to your report about sharing economy, that uh, have the ratings from both the consumer to the provider and the provider to the consumer, um, that's very different. So it's very hard to trust those ratings. So they're worried that if I, you know, call you out for the hair on the pillow, the um, the host will call me out for, you know, say it was my hair on the pillow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, give me a low user rating, right? Because yeah. that's what you're saying about the reciprocal. That is, that is true. And also, I mean, fundamentally, you're also evaluating an individual, right. not the Hampton Hotel, which, you know, we're all nicer if we... If we have to, if we have to basically look the person in the eye and tell them they're um, not performing, they're an idiot. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, to some extent, social data is is a form of unstructured feedback, but CX pros do have some familiarity with unstructured feedback, like call center recordings, um, uh, and like open ended questions and surveys. So, doesn't that experience sort of give them some leg up in in integrating the social data? Mm -hmm. It does in a way. It does in a way that they're understanding that there's open this open feedback. They might have even. Uh, text analytics program in-house. Um, actually, not all of the CX pros that we asked do have uh, a way to quantify unstructured feedback, right? But then again, back to the nature of social data that is so different, um, it's still it's still much harder. Um, and what I would say is that CX pros that are starting to integrate different sources of feedback with their surveys are already the good, in a, on, a good, on a good path because the true... So the, the real power of social data comes from integrating that with other data. 
So we've seen countless examples of companies that have, for example, found in social data some trend that, that was interesting, but then needed to look further into, for example, call recordings to understand what's behind this. And so in the report, there are a few examples um, that describe that more in more detail. So there's a plethora of social data out there. How, how do CX pros know which types um, that they should begin to integrate into their programs? Mm-hmm. There, um, if, you, if you think about social and VOC data as a kind of a Venn diagram, there's a lot of social data that isn't directly relevant for, um, for a customer experience. But what is relevant, really relevant, are ratings and reviews, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, CX-related posts on, 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 on forums on Twitter, for example, or on other forums that are publicly accessible that either have to do something with a brand or with a topic. The big challenge um, that companies are running into is to understand the big challenge that companies are running into with this feedback is to be able to break it down to a person, right? Because in social media, what we're trying to get at is an overall brand perception. But in VOC, what we're trying to get at is what team performed how in customer experience? or How, how, mm-hmm. how did different people in your organization serve our customers? And that's the challenge. So ratings and reviews often are very specific. For example, I've just stayed in a hotel in Costa Rica, which was amazing, and my rating and review are referring exactly to that hotel. So for that hotel, it's very easy to go to a TripAdvisor or Yelp and look at all of those ratings, and they know exactly who that is. It might even mention the name of a person that I had the best interactions with. And so those are the types of things that CXPOS should be starting with. Great. There's a lot of other content, like brand communication, that, that is basically clogging up the space that you need to take out. So that's that's another challenge. Um, so, Maxi, um, how how would you uh, advise customer experience professionals to figure out who they should be working with in terms of who their social media counterparts are, and what are what are the right ways for them to, to collaborate? I think the social media people in the in the company are super important to the to the CX pros because they'll be able to tell them how to interpret that feedback because mm. they've been at it for a while. Also they might already be doing some um, outreach to customers to close the loop. You know, like when, when, when I visited Wegmans recently because I couldn't find that German bread that they sell, um, they actually tweeted back to me and, and explained why that why was the case. So that's another thing that's uh, interesting for, for CX pros, and uh, there's more about that in the report. But when you are looking for who does that social media thing in my company, look for a specific title. So, for example... Um, director social business, uh, manager social media research, social media analysis, um, social media support. Those are the titles that, that you should be looking at. And then sit down with them and, and let them show you what, what that data looks like and how they interpret it. So not just what they get out of it, some categorization, but really what it looks like, what the actual data is. And that's because it's really important to see what the customers are writing in their own words. And mm-hmm. you can see, I mean, I, I recently tweeted to Trader Joe's and I had emoticons, like how sad I was that they didn't have a certain ice cream um, anymore in their store, how they discontinued it. And that's kind of the thing that you see, you know, you don't just tag it as sadness, but you see that customers are actually making, <laughs> making it a point to make, make several exclamation points and, uh, and negative uh, smileys in there. And then what's really important when you want to collaborate with those people on the social media teams is to also tell them a bit about VOC. Because like you not knowing much of what they do, they don't know much of what the VOC team does. Hmm. And even if your your VOC program isn't as mature as you'd like it to be, it's probably more mature than some of the social media teams are in terms of 
you know, driving action and, and, and sharing the information across the organization. So you can tell them about, for example, how you, how you have VOC champions and uh, what processes you've put in place to drive action. Great. Well, thank you, Maxi, for, for joining us. We've learned a lot, including that you like to tweet at your favorite grocery stores. Um, and for more listeners, although maybe not anymore in Maxi's favorite grocery stores, you can read her report uh, called Q&A, the top 10 things to know about social media in voice of the customer programs. Thank you all for joining us. Bye. Thank you. And if you have any comments, at Maxi Schmitz, my Twitter handle. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's CXCast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in this episode in the podcast show notes. For questions or suggestions, please contact me at dlaufer at forester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.